With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, good morning, good morning, everybody. I'm going to be speaking with Corey Gums this morning. I just want to invite him to the conversation here. Hey, hey, I see them online. I hope everybody is doing well. Hey. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you so much for being willing to do the interview. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you for being a member of the BPA. <laughs> uh, yes, I am a member of the BPA, but you shouldn't say that because they're going to think then, like you know. <laughs> oh no, I'm all about promoting. I'm all about promoting the community and the members of the community. So it's okay. Well, um, let me introduce everybody to us. For people who don't know me, I'm Joy Keys. I host the podcast called Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. Uh, I'm on Instagram, as you see, Saturdays with Joy Keys. I'm on Twitter, at Joy Keys. I'm also on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And you can email me, Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Also, check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Audible, Google, Blog Talk Radio, etc., etc., etc. If you miss a show, you come in the middle, all the shows are archived. Just look up my name, the show, or the guest in my name, and you'll be able to find them. Now, this special man who's very busy, I mean, I don't know, like, does he sleep with, like, the computer cord connected to his head or something? (laughs) His family is probably like, you go outside on the porch, we'll build you a little tiny home, and you can get your shit out there because, like, this is crazy. But anyway... Corey Gums, the owner of Black Label Media LLC, has over 20 years of experience in recording as an independent music producer and artist. Uh, he has experience from Def Jam Records. He was an intern there. He was a street promotion team member there. He was also part of the promotional tour support for Def Jam recording artist Foxy Brown. Uh, the reason that I know him is through the Black Podcasters Association. Um, and that is uh, powered by Afros and Audio. Imagine that name, Afros and Audio. Uh, it's an online community dedicated to Black podcast creatives and professionals. Uh, we'll talk about his mission and what it has to offer and the future of it. But let's talk with, about you a little bit. So what was the first podcast you ever heard? Do you remember? No. <laughs> um <laughs> I actually, I actually learned about podcasting in the early two thousands. Um, when I was a, uh, when I was younger, you know, I was trying to do, I had, I was trying to get break into the music industry, and um, I was creating a, a website called don'tgetjerk.com dot com, and it was, the purpose of it was to promote and educate music, you know, people in the music industry to not get jerked by the by the, by the industry itself, right, and um. I was working. I was working with a developer, and I stumbled on what was originally what would become podcasting, which was people were making these audio files that you would get through the RSS feed, and they had like players. And he and I were talking about. I saw that I had a vision. I was like, this would be a great way for artists to connect because 
part of my website was to give artists their own page where they can uh, send out, you know, kind of like what MySpace and Facebook became. We got your own page. You were able to, to promote your music, sell your music. And my whole goal was to help artists become more independent through the Internet because this was all happening around that Napster time in the early 2000s. So we were building, we were thinking about building like, and it was called podcast. I don't know why they keep saying 2006 when it, when it was out before that. And well, that was my first iteration to it. Let, let me let's just say something first, because there are people who may not be familiar. You mentioned this thing called RSS. What does that? Do you, can you explain that to people who may not know? Uh, RSS feed is a it's a it's a um, RSS is a type of um, for, file format using XML, which is how you pass one uh, information from one server to another, and it's a text file, so it's not bloated. It's not full of a lot of um, you know, data. So it's easy. It trans, you know, it goes it's real, really rapid to get the information from one place to another. So you basically just put all the information you need in that RSS file, links to the file, links to the description. You know, it's a more complicated than that, but um, it's just a, a computer file that's a text-based and it's easy to transfer from one place to other because text file formats typically, now I'm putting on my web developer hat, um, <laughs> text uh, files travel faster, you know, over the internet than all other types of files. So, because it's so, so small. Now this, so, what you're, what, what you're saying is the audio file that somebody has made becomes a text file and is able to be transferred. Well, you put a one, link. You one, put a link to it. Okay. You put a link to it, and that link is a t is text. So okay. you, that's why you have your hosting services be stored on a server, your file on a server, and they give you an RSS feed, which you then send to the the distributors or players, and that player has code that pulls that that audio file into their player. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. What are some of the podcasting host sites? Because people might say, I want to start a podcast. Where do I go to start? And you mentioned hosting sites. I mean, where should people go? Well, I mean, there's different ones. There's Libsyn, there's Buzz, uh, Buzz, Podbean, Buzzsprout, Dystopia. There's a, there's a whole Sounder FM. There's a ton of them, Castos. And I think that's part of the confusion when people want to start a podcast. It's like, there's so many options. It's like, which one do I choose? Right. And, you know, and a lot of them offer very similar services um, and different pricing models in regards to that. So it's kind of, it's really, for me, it's hard to tell people which one to go with. Um, one of our community partners is this Dystopia, which they have a, a, a um, an actual platform where you can actually get paid. Your podcast can actually make money off of plays kind of similar to like what they do with streaming music. So I think that that's what kind of um, attracted me towards them to look, to learn more about what that company is doing. But the truth be told is there's so many different services. I think it really comes down to your budget, exactly what you need, what you're trying to achieve. It's a more, it's more complicated than you could say here on this, you know, on a, on a live or, or even in a video. Um, you just really got to do some homework. You got to look at the different services they offer and see which one is what you're trying trying to achieve with your podcast because some now, have let limits. Me ask you, let me ask you this, Corey. So just real quick, what type of equipment would a person need to do a podcast? Um, just as much, so as, so I'm, I'm, as an audio professional, <laughs> as somebody who's don't very get, big. Don't get, don't get snobby now with the audio <laughs> and the, well, you, you know, know you, you, I know you got like special Special stuff that you probably only let certain people touch and everything. So we, we don't need that kind of equipment. We just need like Joe Blow. He's in his garage and he's like, I want to talk about the neighborhood. 
and the dog's pooping on the corner. Like, what kind of equipment does he need? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you could, you, you know, the, and I think that was the beauty of podcasting that I, when I was even, when I learned about it when I was younger, I just saw, like, the beauty of it is, is that a normal person can start a podcast. And we didn't have iPhones when podcast, like, when I first sort of learned about podcasting and stuff, right? So it was mainly through your computer. But now you have your phone. You can go get a, a, a you know, you can, you can start with your phone, really. Um, you need your phone, a decent pair of headphones with a decent mic. I won't tell you to just do it without a microphone. I think you should have a microphone if you're going to do a podcast, excuse me, a podcast via your phone. Um, I think some people go a little too far with their equipment, like especially when they see like a setup like I have. But I try to tell people what you see I have is part of my business. I, I record people. I I, I I, I'm in mobile. I'm in mobile situations where I go to offices, homes. So I have to make sure I have the right equipment for all applications. Where most people, you don't. So I say you can start with a phone. I think if you're going to plan on doing this on a on a on a long term scale and you're really serious about your podcasting, your phone or, or or you know you should be always looking to upgrade your equipment and working towards improving your equipment because there is a difference between a fifty dollar mic and a three hundred and fifty dollar mic. There's a difference between a hundred dollar a hundred dollar um, interface and a two hundred and fifty dollar interface. And as you get better at podcasting and you start getting better at recording, you'll learn those differences and nuances. But I think um, I always tell people you can start a podcast for under hundred, you know, with equipment for under five hundred dollars. You don't have to get the mic and the equipment yeah. you see people using in their setups. You know, there's some really good mics for fifty dollars. Some my first mics that I started with were, were fifty dollars each. What was your first podcast about? I didn't have my own. I, I, so how I got into this spot and how I got how my trajectory started is my friend and I, we were going to start a podcast and we talked about it. We both have a background in tech. We're, we're history buffs, politics. So we wanted to address we wanted to be advocates for, for tech in, the, in our community, in the black community, as okay. well as integrated with politics because they kind of go hand in hand um, and really try to dispel some of the um, misinformation we would see a lot. In, in you know the black conscious community and the black community in regards to tech and yeah. politics um and we were going to start it and you know this was before the pandemic so there wasn't zoom and all these services you have now to do things remotely so we were trying to figure out the logistics he lives in one you know in another state i live in new york and it was like we were trying to do it and we were trying to get investors we had a whole idea of how we wanted to do our, our podcast across the country okay. and um it didn't that didn't pan out but um i decided like I've always loved, you know, my background's in recording. I love music. And I was like, well, get my own studio. And I, I invested my money and brought the equipment. So that's how I kind of got started. So I was looking more towards the, the, the back-end side, the support side, being an, an engineer or recording podcasts for people and trying to make that process of starting a podcast easier for people. Well, guess what? I have, for people who are listening, I'm doing a giveaway. I'm actually going to do a couple giveaways. But this first giveaway is a signed copy of Amanda Seals' book, Small Doses. This is a signed copy of Amanda Seals' book, Small Doses. So if you want a copy of this, hmm, what was Foxy Brown's first album? Email me. Email me at SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. Again, it's a free copy of her book, Small Doses. Email me. The first person who does will win a copy. I will have some more giveaways, so keep posted but now so you went from this techie guy in school now you're talking to your friend and now you decided to start a whole association i mean that takes a lot of time and energy 
Where did that come from? What was the catalyst for starting this uh, organization, Black, Black Podcasters Association? Um, so when, when my friend and I were talking about starting a podcast, you know, I, I was doing a lot of research. I also want to add that I, I, w- I had got injured on the job. I was in school. I was driving Uber to pay bills while I was in school and I had a car accident. And because I couldn't work anymore, I was trying to figure out like how to like how to make some money. And during that free time, because I was I was like really bad, badly injured. So I had a lot of free time on my hands. Um, I was started researching and studying, going on YouTube, doing like what a lot of people do when they want to start a podcast. I was going on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go into Facebook groups. I would, you know, I would ask questions, but I would watch a lot of the conversations and watch, and, and read a lot of the conversations going on in Facebook groups. And I'm the type of person, if I'm going to do something, I want to go big or go home, right? Like, <laughs> but what I what started the process was during my time in some of the Facebook groups, I was noticing disconnects in in opinions in regards to what a black, you know, what podcasting is. Um, I was seeing mis- a lot of misinformation being being spread just from my research, I, just from what I know of recording and just from the research I was learning in podcasting and watching the people who really were successful at it versus those who were just trying to pitch products to people. And it yeah. really rubbed me the wrong way. I'm about education. I'm about correcting misinformation. I'm about making sure people start things properly and, you know, see it through. So in, in providing information to, to, the, to the big guy as well as the little guy. Mm-hmm. So as a black man, I was just noticing some of the conversations and some of the attitudes towards black podcasters that were trying to get started weren't rubbing me the right way. Maybe what were you re- hearing? What it was you- just a matter it was it's hard to tell you specifically, but it was more like um just going by, you know, SM seven B and people are like, well I can't afford that. And it's like, well, you know, it's like those kind of those some people taking hard line positions. Um mm-hmm. I also understand they were, you know, podcasting as, as an industry is predominantly white male, you know, and it's been like that for a very long time of certain income earners, certain education levels. And when you have that, where you have a very minor, you know, uh, a minor uh, group of people or marginalized people within an industry that's predominant, doesn't matter what group it is. If if there's a majority, it's kind of going to be an attitude, a way of doing things and nobody's open to branching away. And I'm, you know, and I was like, well, not to not to put all black people in a, in a, in, a, in the same bucket, but it was like you know black people tend to have different kind of type access to resources. We don't have a family member who could give us five grand to go invest in a home studio. I don't have a, a mom or dad that I could they can borrow from their from their retirement or have some money you know, sitting a around. Lot of people may not have even grown up with a computer in their home. Well, and that, you know? and, and, and that, that and so, so that's that a big one. Of the internet, uh, the computer. Uh, working, you know, oh, imagining that I could speak with someone in Colombia and I'm here imagining that maybe I could have a co-host like you were trying to do with someone in another state, but they don't have a computer either. Do I go to the library? Right. You know, um, can I go to the library and host my podcast? I can't, I can't talk in the library, you know, so I don't think you're, uh, there are statistics that show, you know, African-American people, uh, Latino people are poor people and the generalized, not that there's not poor white people, you know what I mean? But there are people who didn't have that access and even in school, maybe not had access to the level of computer technology and maybe a little nervous, you know, like, what is this, you know? And then there's the second part, I think, of what is the podcast about? You know, who is going to speak to my concerns, my problems, my happiness, my silliness, who's going to talk about what interests me? 
those right. people aren't. I need to create something for myself. So, so I think um, it's important to have your organization. Uh, but my question is, why should we join your organization? You know, um, that's a very important question, and it's something that I think about daily when I when I do things, when I. Talk, think about a workshop or I try to talk to someone to bring them to workshop. When I'm networking with other uh, groups in, our, in, in the podcast industry, when I'm talking to people, I've always tried to um, think about what, what it, how, does this, how does this help with membership? How does this bring value to the members? And I think the biggest draw that I've gotten from the members of the group, um, whether they're active in the group or they're, you know, they're there for whatever reason they're there, is that in the, the, the reason why you need to join is because we're a community. And a lot of people throw that word out there, but we're actually a community. We have people who have um, supported each other. I've seen friendships grow in our community from sh- complete strangers. Um, you know, we had our recent social um, summer social event where we had members come from out of state that, that came to New York to attend so that they can meet other members. That was in person. That was not virtual. So, right. so that's a cool aspect, you know, you're having this thing that's supporting a virtual business, but you still meet face to face, which is important for, you know, like you said, community. Uh, what other things do you offer? I know since I've been there, I've seen a lot of different things. Talk to us uh, know about there's the uh, awards you have. You connect people with awards. You also have um, you connect people with just so many resources. You go ahead. Tell us a couple. Of- so I think I think for me, the main thing is the community, right? You're, you're in a community with like-minded people who are all trying to do the same thing, which is achieve whatever their personal goals are with their podcast. Um, the other biggest component for me was there has to be an education component. There has to be a component where people are here to learn. They're getting the resources they need to to achieve their goals, right? We can't. We can sit and say, I want to do this. I want to do that. But right. if I don't give you, if I don't address the issue of resources, I don't address the issue of education, um, because we started as a Facebook group, and that was one of the things I learned in that Facebook group was that was one of the biggest draw was we were having people were sharing information with each other, not asking you to pay two thousand dollars for me to teach you how to how to um, grow your audience. It's hey, you know, this is what I did, and this is what worked for me. So education is a big part. And when we decided to go to a private community, um, I, one of my the first thing I was trying to do was we have to do workshops. We have to do education. We have to provide members with access to, um, and it's something that I learned in the music business from like ASCAP and BMI, where if you're a member of the organization, they do songwriting, they do legal workshops, they do everything to make sure you as an artist are supported in the business, you know, as, in the business of being an artist. And, and I'm, I, I, you know, I have seen that since I've joined. I mean, you so many different classes, workshops, uh, conferences, that you put out there and post information, uh, even discounts that have been offered for conferences. Because, you know, some of the conferences are a little steep, maybe for people, uh, maybe not for others, but whatever the case is, you still have put that out there like, oh, if you put this code in, blah, 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 you're going to get like $200 off. I mean, that's great. You know, so you're not hoarding, it's not like you're hoarding information for yourself. You are creating resources for others and, and ways for them to stretch you know, which is, like you said, important. You start from one point, but you want to stretch and go to the next level. I mean, if that's what right. you want to do, you know. Um, where do you see the organization going next year, five years from now? Is it still going to be around? Ten years from now, is it still going to be around? What are you going to be doing then? 
Oh, I mean, like again, I said, I, I, when I do things, I like to go big. So my my goal is the the part of the goal, the mission statement of, of, of is not just building a community, but also playing being an advocacy body in within this podcasting this industry. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but like this year, we've had like a couple of events with at major podcasting organizations that of course stirred up real controversy, and it's it's also a sign of the the way that the sh- the, the industry is changing now that more voices are being represented in it and that certain what things are just what type of content I'm not, I don't I mean well I don't want to because I'm not privy to the inside stuff but like what happened with the podcast academy when there was a person on the board who who tweeted out some things that weren't really in line with representing all the voices in podcasting and that was a big blow up and you know he's been known to say controversial things Recently, a uh, podcast movement, Ben uh, Ben Shapiro, a, a conservative voice, um, showed up unannounced and unexpected, and that caused a stir and 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 it's caused backlash because so his supporters are feeling a certain way, his detractors are feeling a certain way, and and as I sit back and watch with the conversations and the, and the statements that are being made on both sides, it's like you know as a black man, I'm like here we go again, right? You know, we, we tend to know, we can tend to see the mile away what's going on here. And whether people are outright saying it or subliminally saying it, it's like, here we are, right? It's things still, you, this, as much as things have gotten better, there's still things that need to be worked on. And I think it's like, important. The beauty of podcasting, like I can have my podcast and you can have yours and we can still exist at the same time. And I can express what my concerns are. I can educate people about my concerns you know, I I can advocate like you're doing for my concerns and that other person over there, they can do the same for theirs. Right. So that is the beauty of it. And maybe that is what makes people uncomfortable, if you will, because now you as a minority are able to have a voice. Right. And he can shut you up. And, it, and it's a and it's a growing you know? and it's a growing voice in the industry. It's not you know as as podcasting podcasting is global now. It's not a it's not a United States of America thing like it was before the pandemic. The majority of podcasters and podcast listeners were here in America. I use one of my editors that I outsource to in my business. When I first met him, he wanted to get into this space. There was nobody in his country. Um, he's in I think Chile or Argentina. I always forget, but he's in South America. And at the time when we met, there was nobody really doing podcasting. Now I hit him up. He's constantly working, you know, and this has happened over the span of the past two years. And I'm happy that he's working, you know, because I, I was trying to find work for him. But long story short, it's not podcasting is no longer a United States thing. It's global. We have emerging markets in Africa. We have emerging markets in, in Asia. We well, have emerging. brought me to it. I mean, I saw uh, I'm a bit of a nerd myself and uh, I used to teach software and stuff. And I remember I, I got interviewed on the podcast. That's how I got into it. Okay. What? What is this? Okay. Not the radio. Okay. So I called what? Okay. I'm going to do this. Hmm. And then like a year, maybe later, I was talking with a friend and I was like, Hey, we should do this. Now they're conservative. And I was like, we should have this like conservative liberal thing, blah, blah, blah. Of course they flunked out, but I went through with it. And one of the things I thought about, because I have friends in different places, I said, yo, I can connect with somebody in Africa. I can connect with somebody in Europe. I can talk to somebody in South America. And everybody can listen to it. People here in America and over there in their community, in their neighborhood, could listen to this show, you know? And so that, for me, really was the beauty of it, the globalness of it. This, this was way before the pandemic. This was in, I started in 2009. 
So um, this was before, like, it was, like, you know, cool. Right. Or so now everybody and their mom and every superstar has a podcast. But um, let me just ask you a couple things. Uh, oh, before I do that, let me, oh, time is getting close. I got another giveaway. What? What is this? Ah, signed copy of Taraji P. Henson's book here. If you want a signed copy of Taraji P. Henson's. Um, let me see. Let me see. What was Cicely Tyson's last movie? What was Cicely Tyson's last movie? Email me at SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com and you could win this book. You got to be the first person to, to email me at SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. Um, I want to ask you a couple goofy questions. So if you were a DJ, what's the first song you're going to play for the party that night? Uh, oh, man, my music friends are going to be upset with me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh before I let go. <laughs> okay. <before. laughs> you know, yeah, it's got something that's going to get everybody amped and, and ready to party. So it's got to right. be a classic. All right. If you're going to Mars, what three things are you going to take with you? <sighs> my Xbox, my laptop, and my books. Uh, some books. I don't know which book, but some books. You read? So you're a Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I say it like that? I, I didn't even say it like that. <laughs> Well, I, I, you know, I love reading. Reading, you know, there's a lot of beautiful, you know, great information in books, and you know, yeah. as a history buff, I, I learned a lot. The power of reading because this, you know, the different books have different conflicting views, but sometimes, as somewhere in, in between them, there's always that equalizer. There's always that one concept that they both touch on, and it's like so. I try to read things that go against the grain, read things that that you know go against my biases, that support my biases. And try to find that middle ground and, and and dissect it. So, but I love reading, and I think as podcasters, it's important that we incorporate reading, whether it's business books or books in your particular subject. I think you should have that as part of your tool set. You have to, if you want to make great content and you want to solve problems for people, you have to read. Now, if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Ah, oh, man. Um, so I'm a, I'm also a, a movie buff, and I like that. Uh, that's always the dilemma with people who like comics. Um, I think. My superpower, I'd want. I'd either want to be like Magneto, with the with the magnetism, uh, or Wolverine with the the con, you know, being able to heal myself no matter what happens to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, definitely yeah. hurt and bumps and bruises all the all the time in life. So being able to heal yourself, I think is is a good is a good power. Now, um, you talked about comics, so now we gonna have to go somewhere with that. You know, they just started Sandman. TV show. Have you watched that? No, I, 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 I. So I have an issue, like you said earlier, like when do I sleep? And that's part of the problem because I'm playing catch up on some shows too. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch. I love movies, so I, you know, I tend to watch a lot of movies. And so I tend to watch a lot of the same movies over and over again. My, my friends crack jokes on me, but I like what I like. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I'm very when it comes to TV and stuff, I'm moody, so I have to be in a mood to sit down and, and, and dedicate. So like these shows and stuff, it's hard for me to commit. I'll I'll get to them at some point. Yeah. And it's usually on the day where I'm like, I'm not doing any work today and I can sit down and binge, you know, um, binge as many episodes. I don't like waiting. We, I'm impatient when it comes to that. So I'll watch Game of Thrones when it, all the episodes are done. You know, I tend to do that. Yeah. Um, or there's several seasons of a series before I get to it. So, I mean, I haven't watched it. I heard about it. I'm still trying to catch up with She-Hulk. I'm still trying to catch up with, you know, I still haven't even started the new Game of Thrones series. So... 
Sandman is probably going to be on my list at some point. And I still have a bunch of series my friends have been... Huh? What's your favorite comic? I'm a Punisher fan. I've always loved the Punisher and Wolverine. Those have been my two favorite. Okay. And didn't they make a show about that? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, he said. Yes. I'm, I'm a... Yeah, I'm a true Punisher fan, so I, I don't like the shows and the movies that they've been putting out. Okay. Now, can I ask you this? You're doing this audio stuff here, and you're doing the computer. Are we going to see you become a filmmaker? You know, I, when I was young, I wanted to get into to script writing. I've actually incorporated video components into my business, and I've been learning a lot about editing. I don't know. It might be something, that, if it might be a pet project that I, if I have some time and the money to do so, I might. Yeah. Um, but my, a lot of my energy right now is in this podcasting space. Uh, we, I don't know. You know, if you had asked me five years ago, would I be doing this right now? I'd have been like, no. But, you know, I always go with the flow because life happens, things happen. And, you you know, the biggest thing is you always have to learn how to know when to pivot, learn how to adjust. And, you know, I, I, when, when I was younger, I wanted to be a rapper and a producer. There was nothing else I wanted to do. <laughs> And life happens, and then I discovered programming, and then I saw all I wanted to do, and then I got into this, and now I'm like, oh, well, this is cool, and I like this. So, I, you know, your passions shift as, as your life changes as well, and I think people need to, you know, I say this with your, with your podcast. You got to know when to shift. You got to know when to pivot. You got to know when to adjust, and sometimes what you thought your idea was going to be might not wind up being the idea. When I started the BPA, this wasn't the idea, but it just over time and as things happen and you start realizing certain things the passion shifts your ideas shift and then it, you start to look at things on a bigger scale or something beyond you so yeah. is movies in there quite possibly something i've always been i love the i love movies so I, if somebody came with an opportunity i, I wouldn't turn it down i'd definitely check it out now how can people reach you online and reach you online so first our website is black podcasters association not the black Go, so you can go to blackpodcastersassociation.com uh, if you're interested in learning more about our community and joining our community, which I highly urge you to. But um, you can definitely check out our community at, at that website. Um, pretty much I am now live on our social medias for the Black Podcast Association. So we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on we recently got on TikTok. I'm still trying to understand how to work that platform. Mm -hmm. But um, basically, Black Podcasters Association, it might be a change up in some of the spelling because of limitations. It's a long word. You know, it's a long word to write. Um, but you can definitely just do a search and you'll find the Black Podcasters Association social media platform. And you can DM me. Um, you can email me at info at or hello at I'll use the hello one. Hello at blackpodcastersassociation.com. Uh, I'm pretty accessible right now. I'm open to talking to people. I try to help people as much as I can with whatever I know or connect people to other people who may be able to solve that or help them with their problems. So I'm all about collaboration. So please reach out, follow us on our social media platforms, come to our website and let's see, you know, let's, let's work together. What's the next big thing? Is there an event? Is there, I know you have a book club. What's, what's so the next? Somebody we have, we do have a book club. Um, and we, we, we work very hard to curate the books in there. But the next big, the next big thing is, um, we, you know, as we're powered by Afros and Audio, so that is our community partner. And every year there's an annual Afros and Audio uh, festival that happens in October. Um, you can go to afrosandaudio.com for more information on that. Um, it's, the, it's the first and largest, and some people might debate me on that, but it's the largest um, podcast festival dedicated to black creatives and, and support professionals. 
And I, I, I participated in, la- in it last year for the first time. Doing these kind of things, like, again, was not part of my plan. I don't like doing public speaking. I don't do that. And I did an actual panel last year, and it's opened my world up. And um, it's a lot of great people in this industry that are that are, 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 are come from our community of all different walks of life with great information. Um, it's a great event to come network and, and learn and how to improve and learn from the people in the industry who are being successful at now, it. Is that being held? Is it what's... <laughs> So this year is going to be in Philadelphia. Um, it's going to be the weekend of October 22nd to 23rd. Um, so please come out. Again, go to afrosandaudio.com. You can get all the information on how to get your tickets um, and how to get your, uh, they have, you know, they have the hotel as well. And all the information, get all your, so if you want to sponsor it, also have a vending table, definitely go to um, afrosandaudio.com to learn more about it. Um, if you if you're not a BPA member and you would like to get a discount at Afros and Audio, that's a perk of being a member. Um, join us and you can you can immediately use that discount um, to to Afros and Audio. But it's definitely a, it's definitely a great festival. And if you're tr- if you're interested in being a black podcaster in this industry, I say you have to be there. You have to be there. If there's any other if there's one convention a year. That you should go to, you need to come to Afros and Audio. There's some really other great conventions as well. Yeah, be there, be square, right? Yeah, because I mean, there's no other place where you're going to find people that look like you, come from your same walk of life, and that are going to be able to put the information and tell you the information how you need to understand it. You know, I mean, we have as African Americans, as Black people in this country, whether you're immigrated here or you were born here, we have our own colloquialisms, we have our own way of talking, we have our own understandings culturally, and that's why representation is important and that's why it matters. And you need, you know, you need to be a place where you're, you're at home, where you're comfortable, where you're not nervous, where you're not code switching, where you're, you know, it's a place where you can come and meet people like you and you can be yourself. Let me ask you this, and this is going to be my last question. Do all black podcasters have to be activists? No. Um, so one of the big things, and I work, we work really hard, not just myself, the community itself and the people and the team, is I think one of the, and it's something I learned in a Facebook group when I started is black people are not a monolith. We have black people of all walks of life, all different experiences, income, um, dispatch. You know, we have we we have that, and I think part of the problem with podcasting and you know it's always a thing. You know, the whole black card thing, losing your black card and all that. It's a cool joke and everything, but in this space, it's important for us to realize and be comfortable with ourselves and the messages we want to get across. We are not monolithic, and we as a community need to start understanding. And, and only as until we start understanding that part can we grow as a people, in my opinion, grow as a people yeah. and understand that the different arguments and, the, and then we can come collectively. If I know if we all understand, have a strong understanding of each other, then we can make our voices more known collectively for those things that we really need to address um, that affect us. So do you need to be an activist? If that's what you want to do. So like in our group, you know, I keep I do my best to keep it about podcasting, your religious, political views, all of that. You know, your you know your your sexual orientation, all that stuff is cool, and we support everybody in that space. But yeah. the real thing is, is that we keep it about podcasting. What you do on your show, I'm not going to regulate. I'm not going to talk to you. I might if, even if I disagree, I might come to you personally and say, hey, blah 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 blah. Right. But as an organization and as a community, your show is your show, and. You know, I'm also about accountability. You're going to be held accountable to that. As long as you're not calling for the hurting of people and stuff like that, and you're you're here to do your you know to do your podcast, and you're, I don't we don't, I don't censor in that yeah. capacity. I don't censor in that way. So, 
you know, I think we do need I, to have multiple voices. We're not a monolith. Right. That, that's the, that for me, I, I believe that. And I think once we understand that for ourselves as well, like don't say I'm not, you're not black enough because you're not doing this. Um, I think people have to respect for whatever they're doing in podcasts. I agree as long as they're not hurting somebody or hurting themselves, you know what right. I mean? And then focus on the basics, whatever the basics are. And me, for me personally, is like education, it's like housing, you know, it's like um, getting, you know, being able to take care of your families. If you have a family or your kids um, in climate issues, whatever, like basic things that affect everybody, no matter who the hell you are. I think we can become stronger as a people. Well, Corey, thank you so much for, for coming on today. Again, I want to let people know you can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys. And on Instagram, as we see, Saturday is with Joy Keys. And you can email me. And for today's prizes, you want to email me again at Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. And check us out on Spotify and Stitcher iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, Google, all over the place. Check out Joy Keys and put in the guest, the topic, and hopefully you'll find the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Corey, for coming on. I'm going to be posting this audio. You'll see it tomorrow, and you'll be able to listen to it on those different platforms. Thank, thank you. you, Joy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Waving. Thank you so much. We weren't waving at you, but... I <laughs> We, we recognize you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, have a good weekend. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.